to Deo. I would live all my thoughts in All I know, you are always there for me. Almighty God, Almighty God, you are my all in all. No matter how it is, what problem come my way, I will praise your name. Oh, today, oh, today, oh, I will live out my voice and say, I will live out my voice, oh, today, oh, I will live out my voice and say, All I know, all I know, all I know, you are always there for me. Almighty God, Almighty God, you are my God in all. Thank you. All right. We have, uh, I just took a small passage today I wanted to talk about. Uh, it is now 8 o'clock, somebody's phone just said, so I guess we can start Bible study. <laughs> let's, uh, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, that you are walking with us, as Paul told the people on the Areopagus. We can look all over the place, but you are not far from us at any time. You are with us, and I thank you for that. I pray that you'll be with us today. Guide our hearts, our minds, open our minds to you, to the truth of who you are and what you are calling us to do and enabling us to do. Just uh, bless this time, bless these men, and draw us closer to you through the, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 7. We are still uh, listening to Stephen speaking. And it's just, like I said, a little piece of it that caught my attention today. So I want to go over um, three verses and uh, we'll focus on one of them actually. Acts chapter 7 verses 8 through 10. And he gave the covenant of circumcision, he being God. And he gave the covenant, gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham became the father of Isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac became the father of Jacob and Jacob of the 12 patriarchs. And the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt. But God was with him and rescued him out of all his afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who made him ruler over Egypt and over all his household. I think as I think about it, we will come back to Joseph a little bit, but I wanted to talk about circumcision. What was, this, what was the deal with this circumcision? Because this was an outward sign that God called Abraham to as a sign of his relationship with God. And God has given us as Christians a similar thing in baptism. An outward sign of our heart and our commitment to him. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Both circumcision and baptism are, are issues of the heart. They really are. We cannot see each other's heart. God can see our heart, 
but we cannot see each other's heart. And so God institutes baptism as well as circumcision. In the Old Testament, it was circumcision. In the New Testament, it is baptism. And, and both of them were instituted for us to communicate to each other where we stand with God. God looks at the heart. We are not able to do that, so he gave us an outward sign. And so my question to you is, is your heart totally committed to God? Is your heart totally committed to God? We can put up a facade. We can go to church. We can do things that look like Christian things. But is your heart totally committed to God? Because that's what God saw in Abraham. When he gave him the sign of circumcision, it was because Abraham had shown and God had seen that his heart was totally committed to God. Remember when, uh, I know you guys have heard this because I've said it before, but when, when God was talking to Samuel about choosing the king, and Samuel is standing there looking at the people in David's, David's family. And God had told him, go to Jesse and anoint one of his sons. And God didn't say which son. And so the sons lined up and Jesse looked at him and he said, whoa, this Eliab, that guy, he's the man. He's powerful, strong, tall, handsome. This must be the man. And God said, in 1 Samuel 16, 7, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Guys, this is where God looks. And as, as a fellow human being, guys, I want you to understand, I'm not perfect. We've talked about this before. None of us are going to be perfect. But it's our heart attitude. God said about David, this is a man after my heart. That term, to me, speaks of David constantly pursuing God, constantly reorienting himself. When he gets off track, he reorients. He goes, oh, I'm off track. You know, his major sin that that is held out before us is his sin with Bathsheba. And when he is confronted, he reorients. He gets his heart back on track. He says, Lord, against you and you alone have I sinned. And he reorients. His heart was totally submitted to God. And when he saw that he was off track, he corrected it. He was not perfect. We are not perfect, but our hearts need to be seeking after God. Acts chapter 7, verse 8, and this is the the verse that caught my attention. And he gave him, this is God gave Abraham, he gave him two pronouns, so you don't know really who they're talking about, but he is God, gave him, Abraham, the covenant of circumcision. Circumcision. 
And so Abraham became the father of Isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac became the father of Jacob. God gave Abraham the covenant of circumcision. As Christians, God has given us the institution of baptism. As an outward sign, this is not something that buys us salvation. It is not something that gets us, gains us anything other than it shows who we are and where we are. He gave us the sign of baptism as an outward sign of our internal heart change. Is your heart totally submitted to God? If it is, give that sign. Romans chapter 4, Paul talks about the, the sign of circumcision. And I want to go through this because he's talking about it in reference to the New Testament, New Covenant. And so I want you to understand how he looks at it. Romans chapter 4, verses 7 through 13. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Guys, this is the way we want to be. We want to have our lawless deeds covered and our sins forgiven. We want to have a restoration of our relationship with God. That's what Christianity is all about. All of the world seeks for a connection with a higher power sooner or later. You come to the point where you say, you know what? My aunt just died. Where is she? That brings you to the point where you say, I need to deal with what's gonna happen after this life. Sooner or later, you will come to the point where you say, I need to deal with things beyond this life. God opens the door for that. Religion is man's pursuit of a connection with what they call a higher power, uh, a God, uh, uh, the universe, whatever it is that they will, will claim. But God has opened the door for us to have a direct connection with Him through Christ. And so that's what Christianity is. It's the one means that God has set out for us to connect with him through Christ. So let's let's look at that. What does that look like? Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom God will not count his sin. This is where we want to be. And that was from David in Psalm chapter 32. And that was his repentance after he had been confronted about Bathsheba, he wrote that psalm and he said, blessed, this is where I want to be. He was pursuing his relationship with God. He said, blessed is the man whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. That's where he wanted to be. So he was pursuing God. He had a heart to pursue God, a man after God's own heart. Is this blessing, Paul, back in Romans chapter 4, is this blessing that David was speaking about then only for those who are circumcised? Is it only for the Jews? Only for those who are within the bounds of the, the law? And he says, no. Or is it also for the uncircumcised? For we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. What is faith? Faith is believing that which you cannot see. It is hoping in God whom you cannot see. So, Faith, Abraham's faith was counted to him as righteousness. 
And this is what transitioned him from being just a man on earth, living and dying and going on into eternity without God, to a man who God called out and transformed the entire history of mankind because through Abraham, God promised Christ will come. Why did he pick Abraham? Because Abraham trusted God. His heart was totally submitted to obedience to God. He was committed to that. Even when he failed, when he failed, he'd get up and he would pursue God again. That's what God is calling you. Is your heart totally committed to God? For we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it counted to him? I'm sorry, I'm back in uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 10. How then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? In other words, did he get circumcised and then, then God said, oh, well, now that you're circumcised, I'm going to save you. That is not what God said. And that's the same thing with baptism, guys. You don't go up and say, okay, I want to be baptized. Let's see, we've got to have the Pope come and baptize me. I've got to have the local... Uh, I don't know, pastor, baptize me. Remember, we talked right up front. It's not who baptizes you, it's who you're baptized into. You're baptized into Christ. And so fellow believers can baptize fellow believers. It's not the person who's doing the baptism. It's your heart and your commitment. Is your heart totally committed to Christ? Is your heart totally committed to obedience to God? And if it is, then baptism is your way of saying, this is where I stand. So we go, how then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, but before he was circumcised. He received, and this is, this is Paul speaking, he received the sign of circumcision. The sign is not something that gained him salvation. It was a sign of, you know, if, if we're driving down, down the, the road in Banga and we see a sign that says, Jesus loves me, children's clinic. Mm -hmm. That's a sign. Does that mean I've arrived at the children's clinic? No, it's just pointing the way to it, right? A sign only points to something. It is not the arrival. This sign was not the righteousness of Abraham. It was a sign pointing to his heart condition. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. am, I, am I getting you? I, I, I speak fast. I get energized. And I'm speaking to, to you guys. But are you hearing what I'm saying? Am I, am I making, yeah. making sense? Yeah? yeah. So, so this sign of baptism, this sign of circumcision, is really describing or pointing to what's happening inside of me. And it's what's happening inside of you. And so are you committed? Are you committed to being totally submitted to God? If you are, have you been baptized? Have you been baptized? Have you shown to others where you stand? Because this is how you join them outwardly in the body by saying, yes, I am committed to Christ. He received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he already had by faith. The righteousness that he gained from God, he already had, but he used the circumcision to be an outward sign of that. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believed without circumcising. 
so that righteousness would be counted to them as well. I'm back in Romans chapter 4, verse 12. And to make him the father of the circumcised, who are not merely circumcised, but who also walk in the footsteps of the faith. See, we can be circumcised, we can be baptized, we can go to church, we can do all these outward things, but if our heart is not truly God's, then it's worthless. It's empty. So you start with the heart. God looks at the heart. And then you, from that heart position, you take action. That's what motivates your heart change. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world did not come through the law, did not come through actions, but it came through the righteousness of his faith, his trust that God was going to resolve things. Abraham was fully submitted to God. Abraham trusted him completely, literally with his life, with his children, with everything. Abraham trusted God and he obeyed and did what God called him to do because his heart was there. And God rewarded that, gave him the righteousness that came through that faith. Is your heart totally submitted to God? Remember in, in the New Testament, Acts chapter 2, we already went through this in Acts chapter 2. Peter called to those that came and saw them. They heard the voices. They heard the, the sound of the rushing wind coming down from heaven. And they came to find out what was going on. And, and Peter was speaking to the crowd. And he said in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, And Peter said to them, Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The phrasing of that in English can be confusing, but the reality is that that baptism was a sign of the inward heart change, right? If you really believe, if you're really pursuing God, be baptized to show it, to acknowledge that that's where you stand. Another one, just real quick example. One of the things that uh, I found interesting in reading about baptism this morning, uh, there's an example of the eunuch from Ethiopia. Now, Philip was called to run out into the desert and meet this guy out of the blue. He's running alongside the chariot. The guy is reading this Bible, and he's reading in the Isaiah. And Philip says, do you understand what you're reading? And the guy says, how can I? No one's here to tell me. And Philip says, ho, I'm the man. He's running alongside the chariot. He says, ah, that's what I'm here for. He pops up into the chariot. And he explains to the man what Isaiah was talking about, that Isaiah was pointing toward Christ and that Christ was the righteousness that man is looking for. This eunuch had traveled all the way from Ethiopia down here in Africa all the way up to Jerusalem by chariot. That was more than a day or two, right? That was a long journey, but he went up there because he was pursuing God. He wanted to understand who God was. And as he's going down, he's reading more about the Old Testament. The Old Testament is pointing toward Christ, but he's not getting it. But God brought Philip in to help him understand. And as he began to understand, what does he say? He says, my heart... He said in his head, my heart is totally pursuing God. I've come all the way from Ethiopia by chariot. And he's moving slow enough that Philip could walk with him, right? So he's not really moving fast. It took days, weeks, I don't know, maybe months 
to get from Ethiopia all the way up there. Now he's heading back. Long time, very strong commitment to pursue God. But he says, I get it. This is about Christ. So what does he do? He says to Philip, And as they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? See, his heart was totally submitted to God, and he knew that there was a need to show that submission. Guys, if your heart is totally committed to God, get baptized. That's just obedience. It's not necessary for your salvation, but it is a sign of where you stand, where you are in this world, and it's a sign to everyone around you. This is where I'm going. This is what I'm committed to. I encourage you guys, pursue God. Pursue God like David pursued God. Have a heart that hungers to know Him. When you fall, you get up and you look to God. Have a heart that is totally committed to God. Thank you. Let's close in prayer. Father God, I thank you that you pursue us and you give us the opportunity to return that and pursue you. Open our hearts, open our minds to know you, to walk with you. Thank you for being in our lives. Pray that you would bless these men today in their work. Bless them as they work with each other. Allow them to honor you by showing the fruit of your spirit in their work, in their interactions, that they would show love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control throughout the day, and that your name will be honored for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys.